it. I'm, ti- uh, I'm, I'm tired of waiting for Jeff. Just go. Yeah, yes. No, please hit it. Hit it. Go. All right. <laughs> Welcome to Everyone Racers, a podcast designed for the world of low dollar racing and oddball car culture. Whatever kind of LaChump or track dog you run, SCCA or NASA, we won't discriminate. We even think you Drifto Hella Flush guys are all right, as long as you built it yourself and drive it hard. Join us each week for tech discussions, tips, tricks, news and notes from the world of low buck racing. And if you can handle it, Chrissy will give you just the tip. I'll be your pit marshal. Battery is low. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Protect discussion culture. Oh, all right. wow. oh, man. Hey, this is how you know. I could not have planned that one are... if I wanted to. That's how you know we are professionals. Um, <laughs> this is Chris. This is Chrissy. I'm Jeff. Oh, he's in. And I'm mental. So... And hey, thanks for coming back and listening to another amazing so episode of our podcast. This is Rich, a... I'm so sorry. Yeah, before we get to anything, we need to start with apologies. First apology, <laughs> Jeff is having some serious technical difficulties and has been in and out for the last 45 minutes as we've been getting ready. So we're not sure if we're going to have three or three and a half or four hosts today. So apology number one. Apology number two, our audio last week was terrible. Terrible. Well, so, so, so Mental was just playing the audio for the intro on his... Uh, on a Bluetooth speaker, that's why it told you the battery, battery was low. Oh, so that's it. Might also be, it might be the answer to just technical problems that he's having right now. On the... All right, so Chris, continue. I'm sorry. Good. No, I was just apologizing for our sound quality last week. We were trying something new. We were working on a soundboard with the microphones plugged in. We thought we tested the, the levels. We you know, were playing it back on the computer speaker. It seemed okay. Once it got converted and uploaded, not so much. So, hey, we're learning. It's probably better as a Facebook Live episode than a podcast. We're trying. Thanks for uh, bearing with us here as we keep learning how this stuff works. I mean, we never said we were good at this. But we I have think our podcast runs about as well as our cars this weekend. So, Oof, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, let's let's hope we don't get into the crash. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no, I think we start think this crash thing up. before we start. This yeah, Jeff, is, <laughs> Jeff is taking care of the crash part for us, just himself. Yes. <laughs> well, we have Jeff. Do you want to talk? Yeah. What are you working what, on, Jeff? What, what am I working like, on? Well, I'm, like, I'm working uh, on fixing the the horrible audio from last week, and I was going to try and restart my computer, but 45 minutes later, it's still not working. So all of you Apple users out there can make fun of me because I am a PC. And uh, yeah. Other than that, just hanging up Christmas lights and recovering from Road Atlanta. Indeed. Indeed. There was a lot to recover from. Mental, what what's going on with your house? How, so how you guys, yes. Well, so you guys saw the pictures, uh, and you know, and if you've been living under a rock, that rock is probably covered in snow because it snowed all through the South last weekend. Louisiana, Texas, everybody got dumped on. Everyone, including everyone, out. including us at, at Atlanta, and it was freezing cold. So Friday or yeah, Friday night and the Saturday morning as I get to the track, my lovely bride sends me pictures of trees that had just collapsed and fallen in my driveway. And this is the interesting part of that. And I pointed out to everyone at the track that had I not been at the racetrack, my RV would have been there and the Suburban would have been there and they both would have been destroyed. But because the RV wasn't there, Vicky pointed the uh, Suburban at a, a different angle so she could unload stuff and not have to walk through the snow. So God loves fools, drunks in the U.S. military. And, well, I've been all three. So, uh, so I Do you spent think it my, would have uh, been that bad? 
Like it oh, would have. Like really, a good, what kind of tree branches fell? So just so you pine. can, like, I saw the pictures, but like, you yeah. know, you described them a little bit. Well, and it's, it's, I think like they wouldn't have flattened the cars to the point of pancakes, but where they would have hit is unrepairable. They would have hit on the A pillar of the Suburban and they would have destroyed the overhead bunk on the RV, which is you, you start doing that kind of fiberglass repair and you just quickly exceed the value of the vehicle. It's never it's right not, after that too, especially with the roof leaks on RVs. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Jeff knows all about that. That's right. <laughs> Sealed it all up. So, and then because I was clearing all these fallen trees, the neighbors, lovely neighbor guys across the street that took care of my wife during the snowstorm, they had a fallen tree. So I was able to go over there and clear that up for them, which led me to my burn barrel, which has been kind of driving me nuts because it doesn't have a lot of uh, ventilation at the bottom, which gave me an excuse to bust out the plasma cutter. <gasps> you have a plasma cutter? You have a plasma cutter. Yes. Oh. I'm not any good with it, but I have so much fun. It's so much fun. So much fun with the plasma. How, how are you not good at it? It's really, it's not that hard. It's, it's, I can cut what I'm trying to cut, but that kind of precision stuff where you get the smart guys, they'll use boards to keep their line straight and that sort of thing. And I just, I'm not to that advanced level yet. In uh, any that's way. That's how I. <laughs> what did you say? I said in, in any way. Oh. <laughs> that's no, my cutters are except, except hair care. Uh, there you go. Hair care. Go. Got it. No, I, I walked into that one. I deserve that one. Sorry. Yeah. Don't apologize. That was good. All right. So, Chris. Chrissy, Chris, who wants to go? What are you guys working on? Uh, we've, we've been unpacking, basically, since we got it. We got home Monday night and been unpacking and just getting back to normal work and life and things like that. And actually, now we're packing again because we're leaving to go to Florida tomorrow to visit some family. Nice. I have a part. East Coast, two thirds of the way down, Jensen Beach. Nice. Yeah, cool. it'll be good. Yeah, so we unload, which is nice that we can both do. So he threw the stuff in the house, and I kind of disseminated where everything needs to go in the house. And um, so uh, the other bigger, I'm still sick. So I was sick on Saturday, and we'll probably talk about it later. Um, so I'm still trying to recover. And I, I'm finding when I'm back to normal that the whole world is sick. Everybody seems to have this kind of, I keep calling it the plague. And uh, there's plenty of people that I was sharing. Uh, my my coworker. <laughs> space when you said the plague was like, oh my God, did I catch well, it? Well, no, it's, it's, no, it's, it's, it's a crut. I've, I've, uh, my crud, wife caught it. Yeah. My wife Did caught she? it. My, uh, my yeah, my coworker. So yeah, Vicky. Yeah. Vicky was like, I mean, like knocked in bed for the last two days. She thought it was the flu, and then you know, then it just went away. Right, and that's kind of what I had. And so I feel like if you didn't, if you got it from me, or you're gonna get it from her, like I feel like everybody's getting it from somebody. And it's in most people, like people that work in schools, have said that there's like 20 kids went day went home in one day, and we're like everybody's just really suffering from it. So it's kind of like docks you down for a couple days and then all of a sudden you're kind of like mobile but still sound sick so um my coworkers and i have been sharing like my she went out to go get some um tissues that had aloe and like puffy <laughs> and then she was like do you need this other box that i bought and i was like this is the best thing ever so it's it's uh small joys right now so i, yes. lo- I love the ones with the menthol in them they're the best T- tissues with menthol tissues with menthol even oh. better than the lotion ones Look I for it. Even believe you. Um, but anyway, so I, yes, I have not seen them, but I'm trying to uh, stay alive. Last night, uh, Day Cool and Night Cool are keeping me alive right now. And so. amazingly, I have, spent, it out. I have spent so much time in enclosed spaces with you in the last Shh, Don't you days. say that. You say that. I, you are you are taunting fate, good friend. Yeah. You're going to get it. Well, luckily, um, I was kicked out of the mental RV, so I don't have it. I well, spent some it time in the... 
fat guy in RV, and it was doesn't uh, matter. Hey, I think blame, blame your brother, Al. Oh no, I think uh, somebody the people are either getting it or you know somebody close to you had it. Anyway, so um, we've been packing and uh, unpacking and then repacking. Civic is doing. still on the trailer, although I did plug the block heater in because it's 19 degrees tonight. So the block, uh, the block here <laughs> is keeping the the water only coolant in that car from freezing. That's a good. Nice. A, 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 I'm really happy about that purchase. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a good way to go. Anyway, all of our, all of our snow to, is melted. Yeah. That's should good. we move on to news and notes? Who's yes. got a story to tell? Mentally, nope. you got something for uh, Chump Car? Yeah. So uh, while we were suffering in the snow in, in Road Atlanta, uh, the good folks at Chump or Champ Car. Uh, we're also suffering the snow, and they actually have. You can go to their Facebook page and check it out. Um, and actually, they have a gorgeous picture of the museum covered in snow, so it's it's actually worth looking at. And uh, so it was basically the same nonsense we were dealing with. You know, oh, okay, everything's frozen. Be careful walking through the paddock, but we're totally going racing. And why shouldn't we? Damn right. This is NASCAR. Do you know, it's right. So I, I heard um, from somebody who lives in Atlanta or close to it, um, one of my coworkers, she had said that they're all over Atlanta. There was different kind of um, varying degrees of, of snow. You know, if the ones at Barber uh, was worse or better than ours, the looking situation the, that we had through their, looking through the pictures that they had, I swear to you, it was exactly the same. You know, oh, yeah, you, can see, Steve you can see the claimed snow got off foot. the side. I'm sorry, you were talking over each other. What? Sorry. Go ahead. Steve claimed he got like a foot of snow at home and he couldn't do anything, so who knows? Oh, the, the dishwashing fairy, yes. Uh, yeah, well, he, he, <laughs> he lives at the bottom of a hill, at the bottom of a hill, which is at the bottom of a hill, and then his driveway is downhill. Okay. <laughs> All right, so, but we I, think unlike that, my North Jersey house, which was the top of the hill, the, the, the top, top of, of the, the hill, hill, and my driveway was straight up a hill. Uh, that's <laughs> seriously true, though. It was cold up there. It was. It was. It was so cold there. So anyway, so Barbara, we it looked. I I also saw some pictures and video that looked like that they were the same ish of um you know snow. Uh, I was just wondering about the ice because I think ice was the biggest problem that we had. And in 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 the south, the the biggest problem with is it's when this this snow just doesn't happen. It rains and then it freezes and then it turns to snow. So you've always got that thin layer of ice underneath the snow. And then when it starts to melt and refreezes overnight. So that's always the challenge. And even driving home, I had the RV actually step out on me a little bit driving up the road to my house. Cause there was a snow melt that had come across the road. It was just nothing uncontrollable, but that's just did, snow in the South. Did you say drifto? <laughs> Hung, hung, uh, hung the shocker out the window. Went woo. Came yeah. right home. Ironed, ironed the brim of my AER hat. Excellent. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> well, we definitely had fun at uh, Road Road Atlanta. Uh, none of us spun, right? I mean, I don't think any of us. I spun. Oh, Chris spun. That's it was. Oh, the, it was the dry. Oh. It was my should first. Wait, actually, I think I'm pretty have, sure you wait that you, for the the right race update. Like we need to talk about that. Yeah, yeah we'll sure what? You owned up to a spin, Jeff. But you just didn't go to the penalty box because you didn't want to wear the marital aid. No, I didn't spin, not at all. <laughs> he says now. Anyway, we'll get to that in the other thing. It's <laughs> not news notes. This is race. Yeah, let's no, let's keep John, doing news and notes. Um, I did want to mention that one of the news and notes from our race. Was yes. that uh, professional racer extraordinaire and uh, fellow 
Lemons racer Randy Probst. An all around nice guy, spun. too. An all around nice all, guy. All around. Actually spun. Uh, threw himself on the Lemons judges. Uh, <laughs> his car was going to be parked, but if he raised, I believe it was $3,000 for the $3,000. So, yeah. $3,000 for Lemons of Love, they would not park his car, and he would be able to do it. So he walked around the paddock in a dress collecting money for Lemons of Love and uh, actually raised the money pretty well, got on the microphone and annoyed us like David Vodden for a couple Seriously. of hours. <laughs> um, he didn't yeah, ask us to shop the at the store, though. Uh, absolutely. Check the Internet. I'm sure there's pictures of Randy Probst in a dress Hawking money at the latest Lemons race. Hey, uh, hey Jeff. And then there's little, also penalty uh, photos of him after the penalty when he was putting on a skirt. Little thing, Jeff. Randy's name does not have an R in it. It's not like it, it's it's. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. It's Popes. Popes. Not, yeah, did pro, I say not probe, I'm sorry. Probst. Oh, sorry. Popes. Now that's that's the host of Survivor. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but he he had a cute like homemade. He had a cute homemade skirt on. It was, like, it was like yeah. a little. Um, um, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they print. were uh, they were Kim Harmon. So yeah. Well, oh. Dale Dale and Ken dressed up like Kim Harmon as a tribute to her. Oh, and so they had those skirts because Dale was out there wearing that skirt when he was checking everybody's wristbands and belts before they went out onto the track. And so they gave it to Randy and his teammates so they could walk around and collect money. That's excellent. Good. Thanks. Thanks to Dale and Ken if they're out there because they uh, they do a great job for keeping us on track and keeping us safe and having a great attitude. We always appreciate it. Everybody yeah. loves Dale. And if you don't go find another race series because we're all going to beat you up. Mm-hmm. That's right. If we were cold in the car, imagine how cold they were standing around the paddock. Totally. No kidding. That's yeah. legit. So, hey, tell me about your trip home through Virginia. So now they're doing uh, uh, peak demand pricing on toll roads. Yeah. They, yeah, do, I posted- they do that crap in Atlanta. I, oh, really? So I posted this in our Facebook page, Everyone Racer. So if you want to see the pic, uh, the story, you can. It's an NPR story. Uh, basically, there are a few 10-mile sections of highway in Virginia, in the greater D.C. area, that are – they used to be high-occupancy vehicle lanes. Now they are lanes for people who wish to pay the toll during peak demand times. Lexus uh, lanes. Or yeah. suck it, poor people. Suck it, poor people lanes. So on the way down, Jim and I from New Jersey were driving in our Mazda 3, and we saw it, and it said, like, the toll was 18 cents or 80 cents or something like that. It was under a dollar. And we went, what the hell is that? And we just kept going. We didn't even pay attention to it. And then on the way home, we saw it, and, and it was a dollar and 50 cents and we were like that's really weird why would it change like that and we did a quick google search we saw that it was on demand jim, jim on did the, the google search Chrissy. jeff jeff was driving he didn't do the google mm-hmm. search while he thank was you driving. yeah yeah so jeff totally. uh, jeff as much as you love to expound on your degree for um, radio communications I have a minor in economics, and that part of me absolutely loves surge Get pricing. Out. Totally. No, oh, I, no, I'm not against it. Yeah. I actually, I like it too. I think it's wonderful. My my beef with it, particularly in Atlanta, because we paid as taxpayers, we paid for high occupancy vehicle lanes, and now they're being turned into fundraisers, and that's not where my tax dollars should be going. So I'm I'm a bit annoyed because I-75, the one I primarily travel, has both. We have high occupancy vehicle lanes, and they're building a Lexus lane to it. But I I don't want my HOV lane taken because a it makes sense, and then b I can ride my motorcycle on the HOV lane. I had actually. 
I know. I, I was only saying because when Manchel and I were doing parts run, I had asked him and said there was a whole like, a lane that was there and I had not seen it before. And the lane was said it was like point point zero four cents to ride in that lane. And I was like, what is that even? But it was just a s- Saturday night on at you know eight o'clock, and there yeah. was nothing pre pig run. So, well, yeah, yeah, that was it. When we went down at like two in the morning or one, it was probably between midnight and two in the morning in Virginia. It was literally eighteen cents. Yeah, and and we didn't like, understand what the hell it was about. I I agree. Yeah, I had the same thing. All right, but no, no, I also agree with surge pricing. I also agree with you know London had its center city pricing where you couldn't get into the center part of London without paying a tax, and the tax was exuberantly high. The congestion it, charge. Congestion charge, yeah. and they basically or said, "Suck it, poor lads. We, uh-huh. we don't want you coming into the center of London." And it totally makes if sense you're, if you're poor. Thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> I want some more. Please, please, may I please drive my tiny Citroen into the city? No, nope, but you can and drive your Prius not... there all you want. Or your <laughs> Mini. Like, uh, there's a tiny Citroen doesn't exist. Just no, that's true. In Europe, it does. Yeah, all right. So, um, hey, did we have any listener feedback? Well, before we go to listener feedback, I do want oh. to throw this one up there. Howlett Motor Racing Circuit back in uh, Oklahoma kind of my home circuit when I lived out there. One of the last great family run tracks. It's literally run by Connie and her son. They own it. They run it. They're great. Connie doesn't even have an office. She has a desk in the uh, cafeteria where everybody goes in there. She hugs everybody. Their rollback was stolen. They've got an old Dodge 3500 rollback. We've posted it on our Facebook page. I'm going to encourage anyone who's a part of another racing community to please share that post because you this isn't some big giant corporate track that they stole this from. This is a working blue collar pair of folks and they need that truck. Go ahead, Chrissy. Oh, I was just wondering what, I'm sorry. I missed, I might've missed this. Um, what town is part of the country? Oklahoma. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's in Oklahoma. It's between, uh, it's, it's just, they say it's just outside of Tulsa. It's about 45 minutes outside of Tulsa between Tulsa and Oklahoma city. Hallett Motor Racing Circuit. Why don't you say Oklahoma the correct way? (laughs) <laughs> where the wren goes sweeping across the prairie <laughs> no oklahoma <laughs> so hey so connie had her rollback taken from her racetrack out in oklahoma and that's just some straight up bull crap uh-huh. so y- y'all needs to be sharing that on that on that space face and uh see if they can get their truck back that's better that's much better <laughs> thank you it has their logo on it though like is it that easy to steal yes you know, oh. you, it's probably it's, it's, it's probably in a container now. or in Mexico or something. Oh, I sadly. hope not. It probably is in Mexico. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. No, es, no, but, es bueno. no es bueno. But yeah, it, it's but, better. It, yeah, so, so if, but if you're on if you're on a high performance or any sort of racing page, share that post. Yeah, it's right. better the truck gets to Oklahoma than like to the Middle East and ISIS is driving it around. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, like, like all those other Toyota trucks truck. that get stolen. Or like that, that plumber from Texas who had his F two fifty with the mach- with the machine gun in the back. Yeah. Yes. Oh well. I thought they were all Toyotas. I didn't think it was an F two fifty. Oh yeah, the, no, there was one specific one. Anyway, it was, yeah. it was it was an article. I remember this because it still had his phone number on it while ISIS is over there right. driving his F two fifty. It's like Bill F Johnson Plumbing <laughs> you know, five five Klondike five two eight two seven, and it's got it's got a bunch of dudes in the back with a with a machine gun just just shooting everything and so that they, bill f johnson plumbing started getting hate calls about why are you sponsoring touring terrorism and he's like yeah, i'm absolutely yeah i'm absolutely certain that a texas plumber 50 caliber or no could take out a truck full of isis just by being mad 
<laughs> oh well. Well, let's get on to our main topic here. We are going to hey, finish oh, the oh, no. listener oh, feedback. feedback. Listener feedback. That's not in the show notes. Yeah, it is. It is. Oh, sorry. I, I printed. Oh, there's, oh, there's that's your problem. The problem. <laughs> I printed that's why your computer broke. I know. I know. Because printing is the okay, devil. So. We do it. We have we have two listener notes. One's not really so much a listener note, but again, we talked about this Saturday, but you probably couldn't hear it because the audio was terrible. But uh, Chris Champion sent me a lovely text before I uh, headed to my car after work today. Sincerely congratulating Three Puddle Mafia on an epic win. He said it would have been so much better if it had been this world class battle between the 280 and the RX 3.8, just duking it out to the last minute while we all sit on the sidelines and bite our nails and hope nothing blows up. But the way it played out and Again, you couldn't have classier competitors than uh, Chris and Mary. They're just awesome. Although their children, their children are off to a life of crime. I'm just going to throw that one out there right now. They're breaking into RVs and stealing baked goods. So I don't know how that works. But they're allowed. The baked goods are open for discussion. They're allowed <laughs> to have them. Yeah, but it was it was supposed to be settled with an epic battle on the track. So uh, we're looking to we're looking to do that again next year. We love and you, Mary and Chris. We do. So uh, we probably should actually update that um, so everybody knows what we're talking about. Oh, that's right. Since oh. we didn't actually mention hey, the last let podcast. Me, let me pick up a song. Well, Jeff, you keep this talking while Menzel pulls a song up. I will, yeah. I will. So for those of you who don't pay attention and who the heck does pay attention to Yeah, the why would you pay attention to this? In Lemons, the Three Pedal Mafia won the national championship in Lemons. <laughs> Uh, and Jeff, what does that get? To, what does that get? Yeah, what does that mean? That means absolutely nothing. Gets you absolutely nothing. There isn't even a trophy or a mention at the last <laughs> race, as we know. Deliberately <laughs> uh, don't they? They mention the people who don't win and give exactly. them trophies. Well, that happened yeah, to us exactly. when we when we lost the East Coast Championship and got the I got screwed award. We no mention of the person who won, just that we lost. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll stop that before we get yeah, copyright. Don't do, <laughs> Just do that. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, yeah, uh, Chris, if you want to mention the points, but basically we were rolled in with two different cars registered, which gives us six points, and another team rolled in with two cars, giving it six points, and putting them exactly three points behind us. And uh, I was given the, the, the orders to, you know, try and keep up with them, went out in the wet and immediately fell totally 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 behind uh, there was actually two teams that were competing for the points and i can't remember the name of the other team uh, it was the ginger the, the it was ginger. a ginger racing ginger racing ginger was racing. like another solid team out of the out of the gulf region or was it Knox, Knox vegas too Knox, Knox they, vegas was they had definitely up if Knox vegas had put two guards in the top 10 they could have had it too that's yeah. true and another great bunch of classic Absolutely. folks loan me a loan me a radio adapter for my helmet yeah, all great, all great people. So, in the end, uh, through through everyone's combined failure, <laughs> actually a thing. We won. Yep. And this is the interesting thing: is all those top teams. They're all hard themers. They're all hard. Uh, you know, they build some interesting stuff. And what what's it is is at the end of the day, the this is where I, I start flaunting this in the face of the oh that's not real racing because you guys have too much fun. You know, I dare any one of them to keep up with Mary Harris behind the wheel of that Z because I've I've had her out horsepowered by two hundred horsepower, and it is not easy to get away from her, Chrissy. So. I think all of these teams are such good um, 
groups they have they all have such the spirit of lemons they have the really fast cars but they also have c-class cars they have b-class cars and all of them are really um have the different parts of what makes lemons great i think so some of them um, will run uh the crappy car the crappy c car to try to win an ioe like they've all probably won ioe and they've also won b and c class and maybe a class for that matter so i feel like uh that's what makes it great is that we're all kind of battling and we're saying these teams are great but they all like us really have a great spirit of lemons absolutely yeah absolutely the uh the i'll I'll just put in a plug here for uh for uh, uh, um, Knox Vegas, Knox Vegas has some of the greatest themes. They're um, what are they? Contour powered fleet. <laughs> it's all yeah, it's all four Duratec three liters and a Taurus. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, uh, but they're they're um, Happy Toys truck and uh, Bandit or whatever the heck snowman truck theme. On the uh, on the on the show, whatever the thing Geo. that is, the Geo, the Geo show, the Geo. which yeah. was at Road Atlanta this weekend and, and had a bit of an incident. But yeah, uh, what had a new theme too? It was the Dale's dead bug van from <laughs> King yeah. of the Hill. Yeah, we might have to do a propane and propane accessories <laughs> future theme. And now, Chrissy says I, no. She's not interested I, in that. I, I say this all the time. Chrissy's doing this. Chrissy's doing that. Chrissy always comes. I'm not doing that. Chrissy is shaking her head silently and angrily. No. Only propane. No accessories. Hmm. Thank you. I need to say it. Go ahead. Anyway. So, yeah. all right. We're talking um, listener feedback. Is there an additional listener feedback? Also got another comment from uh, Todd. He's like, hey, I, I, I'm halfway through the RA episode, the Road Atlanta episode. The audio is manageable because my immediate thing was I'm sorry. And he said, I didn't expect you to read all my comments out loud. And I said, well, it's funnier that way, especially the part about us complaining. But why would he get anything done and telling Jeff that life is hard? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not upset. I appreciated Todd's feedback. I thought it was on point. I thought it was specific. And I thought it was something actionable. I appreciate it. Thank you, Todd. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Todd. And uh, thanks to our other listener, of course, Chrissy's mom. Oh, of course. Oh, yay. Everyone Hi, enjoyed the, the ample baked goods this weekend. Quite. You are not kidding. That, that, yeah. Oh, white. Yes, I told that, her. That, actually, those baked goods got us farther than money because it got me a wristband. It got us totally. in real good with the corner workers. Uh, it had tiny children running around our RV. It was fantastic all mm-hmm. the way around. I feel like I made you a... a that had multiple different kinds made it look like it was not slept together yeah I think it worked it's like mental cigarettes even. in prison oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> mental even bribed the guys who cleaned the trash out of our uh, paddock that was filled with dead pigs so <laughs> yeah, wow. they, 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 they came by I'm like hey guys I appreciate it here take some of these oh take that's great oh that's yeah. wonderful Okay, are we on to the main topic? I think yeah, so. main topic. Which wait, is wait, 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 hold on, hold on, because we're, let's let's see if we're adapting to feedback. What's our time? Twenty-seven huh. Okay, so we're doing better. We're doing better. Yep. All right. Better. Main topic. Like, like Citroen better. Citroen exactly. better. <laughs> uh, so we already did the race update Saturday through because we recorded last Saturday. What, what happened on Sunday? Who wants to start? Well, Jeff, let's, we were thinking, let's give a quick, quick recap of before then for the people that didn't want to stand through our terrible Red Atlanta <laughs> audio. That's fine. That's fine. Because uh, one of the things was by Saturday, we were utterly convinced that it was lost. We, I, think, I think your opening statement, Jeff, was, and we have blown it away. It is all right. gone. Um, so Friday was snow. 
It was terrible. We each took like five laps of the hundreds to see where the track went. Saturday, Jeff started us out. It was wet. It was slippery and a little tragic, but things gradually started to dry up while Jeff was out there. Just Jeff, like Jeff's prom night. Right. Jeff, you want to tell us a, just a, a few minutes about what your stint was like out there in the morning? Jeff? Nope. Jeff's gone. We lost Jeff. No. Nope. Uh, Did we lose? Battery is low. So, what happened with Jeff is he's out there running along. It's getting drier. He's 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 starting to gradually speed up. He's not making any mistakes, but he's also not running as fast as as the fast cars are. Um, so he, he's going along. He's okay, and then he comes over the top of a hill and sees cars parked in front of him. He spikes the brakes, stalls the motor, gets off the brakes and the clutch, pops the motor again, and all of a sudden the motor does not run right. It had been running great. It had great power. No problems. After this, it's got a miss. It's a quick miss. It's different than our usual boost, boost over, over boost miss that automatically shuts the boost down once, or shuts the motor down once the boost gets too high. So, can you tell what what that sounds like? The boost cut. Well, the boost cut is usually just just imagine you're coming up, the motor's making its max power ever, and then it just stops. It just shuts off. Until it gets so according down. to Chrissy, it sounds like my chihuahua. Pretty much. <laughs> oh no, no, that's when it when I got in the car, it sounded like. Well, you had a different one. You had the ignition miss, which is the problem we found later. I did. So yes. uh, Jeff then had this other problem that came up. We couldn't figure out what it was. He said it was getting worse, and you know we were trying to think. Well, it started when he did the you know, the motor stalled and then started again. We think, well, that's a real quick stress on the motor. Maybe we skipped a timing belt tooth. So we bring the motor, bring the car in, pull the valve cover. Run the you know, engine them over by hand. Don't see any spots in the timing belt that are off. Doesn't look like it's off. Look around. Can't find anything wrong. And we send Jeff back out. And somehow... He's back now. He can tell you about it. Somehow... I am back. I'm sorry. What was the question? Hey, after... Sorry, now after, even my eye devices are crashing. No worries. <laughs> after you had the, the, the poor running issue, we brought the car in. We fiddled with it. We figured it was not the timing belt. We checked a bunch of things. And we sent you back out. How was it? Ran great. Pulled okay. like a train. Right. And we did after not, the we cap did, and rotor. Cap and rotor, right? Oh, that's right. We did the cap and rotor. That's what we found. We had the distributor cap off. It looked a little rough inside. We replaced it with another one we had. Car ran great. So Jeff ran it. Uh, Jim ran it. Chrissy was feeling pretty sick. I ran it. And it's really, I was running down every single car in the track down the straight, except two of them. One of them is RRX. And, and I don't remember what the other one was, but we were seeing, I think my max speed in the straight was 118, for, which for a Civic with a giraffe on the head is pretty fantastic. Um, <laughs> we were passing everybody. Single damn Civic. Right. And it, yeah, we, yeah. The, the, the car was passing everybody. We got down to a 153. Again, pretty great for a Civic. And uh, it was running wonderfully. And then it started to break up. It almost was like it was running out of gas, but it wasn't quite so much. So it's about 4 o'clock, an hour left. Uh, we we Pulled in, threw five gallons of gas in it just to roll that out because we knew we were burning a lot in that long, long straight. We were in a fifth gear. It, uh, it, we knew we were burning a lot of gas, but five gallons of gas did nothing. So we pulled it in and figured there was something else in that distributor that wasn't any good because in general with a Honda, anytime there's a problem that doesn't run right, it's pretty much in the distributor because all the things are in the distributor. The, the crank position sensor, the igniter, the coil, it's all right there. So, and and we know this because you rebuilt every component of that distributor over the weekend twice. If I if I count correctly, yes, yes. <laughs> and this is and, and I, I 
I, I don't want to take away from the main topic, but this is one of the key things that we were talking about there. Because Jeff's initial call over the radio was, and, and I, I think I've almost got the quote down. It feels ignition-y. Yeah, he said, you know, it feels like it feels like ignition, and and in your mindset going into this, and this is again, this is the lesson learned aspect of this is you were thinking, no, it's it's the turbo, it's the boost gauge, it's this. Well, I was thinking and, it was the and, boost code because that's that's been a problem with us in the past because we are on the ragged edge of what the map sensor can handle, and we have the ECU will shut the car down if it sees ten pounds of boost, and right, so, and, and we and have it set. Everyone at nine and always a half. fights. Yeah, and everyone always fights the last war. So you're there is a tendency for problem solving to always go back to the last problem you had. And I, I want I want you to keep walking through this. I just true. from an outside observation standpoint. It's true, but that's all that's a, that's the whole point of this conversation is to get into troubleshooting. What do you do when you can't figure out what it is? So you know, Jeff was pretty sure it was not the boost issue because he he was watching the gauge and he said the boost was not getting up high, so that was probably not it. And he knows what it felt like, so he, he says it wasn't a boost issue. Okay, so it's not a boost issue. And I felt something different, too. When I was out there, it was definitely an ignition or fuel issue. It was not a boost issue because it was low speeds. It was doing it out of corners. Uh, it was not boost-related. So Felt we, almost fuel starvy, which is why we threw the five gallons at right. it. Right, and it wasn't that. So we said, okay, well, let's, let's work on other ignition things. So that night we replaced um, basically the whole distributor, figuring well that'll that's where three auto zones later well that was the next yeah. day that night we replaced all the bits that we needed to in the distributor and also that's the other thing i found on the end of the day on saturday was i said these brakes don't feel real good i'm having to pump them up a few times <laughs> i think the pictures did the pictures make it to e1r or are they just uh, on the three pedal mafia page but i can oh, put them on they're the pretty E1R. pretty epic I'm going to go take care of that right now. And we're going to put those awesome break photos yeah. on the one R page. Cause that was truly epic. And somehow that I was, thought it was, that was, was tetanus racing neon epic break failure. I thought it was just breaking from 120 down to 40 for that corner. <laughs> was doing it. Um, so I was pumping them up. Like that oh, was the fine. welding part. Sure. Well, we pulled, we pulled the car <laughs> and we checked, we checked the brakes of the pyrometer. The, the front rotors were up to 700 degrees. That was after pulling it in. So we said, oh, we're probably cooking something. Okay, fine. We've never been on a track with this, this much speed and this much, this much braking. Fine. Okay, so go a little slower. So I went a little slower. I was still pumping the brakes up. I said, these deals don't feel right. So then when the ignition problem failed, okay, we You're came like, in. Eh, right. Bring it in. And then we're doing our usual nightly checks. And I really look at the, the, the right rear brake. I start to turn the wheel. And it doesn't turn real well. I don't know why it doesn't turn real well until I really look and found, oh, okay. We ate through the entire inner pad on the left rear wheel and wore through so much of the backing plate that it welded itself to the piston. The piston has come most of the way out of the bore. And not only that, the backing plate moved into the groove between the caliper bracket and the rotor and started to fall out. And that's where it welded itself to the brass piston. <laughs> Pretty epic. So it's an exciting failure. <laughs> Fortunately, nothing worse happened. We bled the brakes out. Everything else was fine. Until and uh, we got to put in our highly specific <laughs> discussed <laughs> two or three days ago, two or three Wagner, shows ago, quiet Wagner quiet, quick stop, quiet stop, quiet, quiet stops. thermo quiets, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> One thermo time I, quiets. I needed some pads because our, our Porterfield R4Es that we put in the back, which in three years we've gone through now actually two complete sets of rear brakes in, in four years or three years. 
I needed some pads quick, so I went to the auto, the auto parts store and I want bought the cheapest one they had. I think it was Wag, you know, the Wagner Quiet Stop. So those went on the back <laughs> with a spare rotor we had and got the back, that back together and that was good. We put the a distributor you know, built out of parts I put on and we thought we were all ready for set, for Sunday. There we go. And 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 this is after our disastrous recording Saturday night where and what was interesting is now Sunday the pressure was off. Okay, you know what? It's been it's been fun. We made a valiant effort at it and you know, if anyone's going to take it from uh, the three puddle mafia, it couldn't happen to nicer people than tetanus racing. So totally. we were all we were all set up to just go out there and have a good time. And lo and behold, you know, it's dry and you guys are out there turning some sinisterly quick laps until well, then Sunday morning, we went to start the car up, you know, where we got Jim dressed. We say, okay, it's about 20 minutes ahead. Let's get the car warmed up. We go click the key. Nothing. Click, 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 <laughs> click, 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 click. Or make it click, breakfast. Click, and we're just nothing. like, oh, things are fine. And they're just like, oh, are we going to get in the car? And you're like, no. The starter wasn't I got, even I got clicking. Nothing. <laughs> nothing was happening. So that proceeded another, you know, a whole bunch of diagnosis, tracing the entire starting system. Eventually, what it turned out to be was the starter relay Fear to have gotten some water in it during Friday. That water, Imagine that. Right. <laughs> that water then froze. So the relay essentially was frozen to shut. So I took the relay off, and I'm trying to, you know, after plugging all the wires, testing, then I start banging on the relay, figuring something wrong with it, and some rusty water comes out of the relay. <laughs> so <laughs> I banged on it a whole bunch more and put it back in, and wouldn't you know it, the car started right up. And then it didn't. Yep. And then it until. Didn't. Until. Right, like, this is not the end of the story. Well, it started right up and until we actually wanted to drive it. And okay. Keep going. That didn't work at all. And it right. would crank and crank and crank and crank and crank. So it was, the starter would go, but it wouldn't actually fire. That led us down a whole other troubleshooting road. And this is the, the bit of the topic we're all trying to get to. How do you deal with troubleshooting when you can't figure it out? So we knew we had it. We, we, it's either fuel or ignition, okay? So we had a fuel pressure gauge. We looked at that. We had fuel pressure. Okay, so it's probably not that. So we think it's ignition. So we pull the spark plug, put it against the block, crank, no spark there. No okay. Spark. So now we start troubleshooting everything in the distributor. We start with the coil. That was fine. Started with it, and then the ignition module. That was fine. We were testing you know, 12 volts into the whole distributor. That was fine. We tried a different whole distributor setup with a different, different crank sensor and things. No difference. Um, everything was work. It was not showing any problems. Um, everything we tested. So we actually bought a whole new distributor just to rule everything out because it's all again in the Honda. It's all in the distributor. Still wouldn't start. Crank, crank, crank. No start. So we said, all right. Well, it's not there anymore, but it's still a spark issue. And what was interesting about this is is watching this, uh, watching you troubleshoot this because quickly you and jeff have long exceeded my limited capabilities and you actually you guys were adamant refusal to get are you talking to me chris or chris? no i'm talking to chris sorry okay you guys adamantly refused to get upset and i remember just a couple of times you you'd get like something to drink or you'd get a piece of bacon and you would just sit in the chair <laughs> That was the thing is, is, but that's the type of stuff that keeps you from making expensive and stupid mistakes. And you bacon. just, you get, the, you get bacon, bacon, bacon always helps. Bacon always helps. But just to sit down and start rolling through. Now, what I loved and hated about it is everybody would walk by and go, 
hey, what's the matter? Uh, it won't crank. Oh, well, did you check? And then they would proceed to list every <laughs> single thing that, you that we already done. did. Yes. And, and like and the Facebook was, was blowing was, up. It was like, you helpful. try these 25 yeah. things. It was helpful Thank the you. first seven times. But around time 17, when the eight-year-old kid comes over and goes, did you check the spark plugs? You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, there, there was a, a fine young, not young gentleman, a fine gentleman who came up with the most hilarious accent I think we've heard in a lemons packet paddock in years. <laughs> Still unidentified. And really nice guy, though. Really, really nice guy. Really yeah. nice guy. He was and really he came, interested. And he's very and earnest he, about the whole thing, too. And then he walked away, and we'd all just kind of look at each other and giggle, because we didn't want to giggle at his accent in front of him, because that would be uncouth. But uh, it was great. Uh, and I, I meant never to, met anyone say, more excited about a Wartburg. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was. He did get excited about Wartburg. I, I will say, Mental, that you saw us at a very good diagnostic moment. Um, you know, the the it wasn't Citroen levels of frustration where I'm <laughs> screaming at the top of my lungs. It's not getting fuel. I don't know why, but it's the, not the getting thing fuel. Is, it's it's because Chris is has a giant Honda brain. It's because he's thinking exactly what you could possibly have wrong with this issue. You've ide- identified it all, and then and then you find the plug we that knew, is. We mess. knew it was spark related, and we replaced everything in the distributor. So okay, now we got to start going backwards from there. So we start tracing the whole winding harness. Well, and, and hang on, hang on, because I, I do want the listeners to get this because this is valid information, and this is keeping on topic. So. We have no spark, and we have eliminated every possible problem, or in the, so we thought. In the distributor. In the distributor, and you pulled more than one spark plug. I believe you guys tested three separate spark plugs. That's correct. Two. Two, different. two. Two. Yeah. And you completely changed out all of the wires and the coil or and the rotor and cap again. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, it all so, twice. Yeah. You, yeah. You have eliminated all of the logical stuff. Okay, so for everyone sitting there driving in their car going, you should have just totally did this, because I'm telling you right now, you're wrong. We did. We did all of those things. So then we start tracing wires in the harness. And upon very close inspection, we see that on the plug, there were the the main orange and harness plugs in the distributor. If you look underneath it, you got to bend it out of the way, look underneath it. The insulation on of the 10 wires, eight of them, is in poor condition so much so that there's bare wire showing on six of them <laughs> and, on- and some of those six have like two threads left <laughs> right which is just enough that when you're testing it under no load yep it'll show it'll show continuity it'll show 12 volts it will not work when you have a, a good load on it so yeah Here's and how- these guys, these guys had the Haynes manual out with the two-page wiring diagram, and one of them is sitting in a chair going, "Okay, green, black, and white stripe wire," and the other one has got a voltmeter, and he's in there going, "Test good." I mean, this is the level that we are at at this point. I say yeah. we, you two. So wh- here's how we ended up fixing. We ended up de- we didn't want to destroy any of the connectors we had because we just bought this new distributor. We don't want to ruin that. So we ended up depinning both 10-pin connectors, uh, both sides of the 10-pin connectors, stripping the crappy ends off the, the, the wiring harness side, crimping on some just normal spade female connectors that are totally not right, 
But if you squeeze them with a pair of pliers, you can squeeze the nice Honda little pin into it, and uh, you you end up getting that in, and then wrapping it with a whole ton of electrical tape. So by doing that to each individual pin, we ended up getting the car back and running again. And then Chrissy took it out for well. Chrissy took it out for two hours. <laughs> I took it out for a couple lap uh, a lap. And then we had some issues. Oh, yeah, well, the first the first time we only did six of the wires because we said, well, these other ones almost so bad. <laughs> this is all you need. Right. These two I went, good. I ran yeah. around once, and I was like, good. we're fine. Well, you had you had two good lap, one good lap, and then it, then it was terrible. And then so we read the code off the check engine light, which is the first time it had thrown one, and it was a crank position sensor. So I said, oh well, those that's the two wires I didn't do, so I'll do those too. <laughs> you know, it's great going around a, a what two mile plus track, going that 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 that. I'm going to tell you guys right now, that was the most hysterical radio conversation I have ever listened to because you didn't want to bring her in because she was doing, she was turning good times. Well, what noise is it making? Well, it sounds like that. No, no, no. What noise is it making? So while Chrissy is on the back straightaway, she's trying to imitate the noise that it is making into Chris's big Honda brain that he's trying to interpret. Okay, like, is, well, it, that is it on the gas or off the gas? Bah, 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 bah. That's exactly what it would do. Yep. And that was right. what it did. Fine. Well, and, and that uh, was basically the exact same conversation I was having with Chris during my true. stint. Yep. It's right. like, no, Chris, it's going. And not. Bah. So. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so the car was okay, fine. So any- Eventually, I drove it, and it was down on power Sunday versus Saturday. I think I just which didn't. makes me feel so much better because I thought my power. Yeah, was I was down not and- walking away from people. My max straightaway speed was down like seven miles an hour. I think I just didn't okay. put the. the I, I set the timing by eye on the distributor, and I think that was the problem. <laughs> okay, so there's so much more. Everybody has so right, many things to talk about. Okay. Okay. Mental. Well, and and this is an excellent segue. So in the completely opposite camp. Um, our, 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 and, and actually the unsung hero of this road Atlanta race, Darren, because Darren helped organize, uh, not just where everybody was going to be camping. He was basically driving for two separate teams, the Cervezas and for three pedal mafia. He got I'm us sorry, all in there. Squirt, squirt and Coronas. Squirt and Coronas. Sorry. I really Cerve- not Cerveza. Like, not, oh, sorry. No, well, yeah. Squirt and Coronas. So he was driving for, for those two teams. He got the RV set up, my RV that I had left out there Wednesday. So all across the board, he even bought some god-awful potato salad just to make sure that we are all fed. But So Darren's brother-in-law was running under the three-pedal flag in the old Speedy Cop SC400. And it, because the dishwashing ferry was snowed in, they were running short of drivers. So they asked me to strap in. So I strapped into that car. And I made it almost four laps for complete illogical failure on that car. Coasted it behind the pit wall on the inner paddock. Now, their plan of attack, instead of going through and carefully troubleshooting every wire on the car, was to go buy another car. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> Lexus LS400s just, you know, rain S- from SC, the sky. SC400s. SC400. SC400. Just- just rain from the sky in the greater Atlanta re- area. <laughs> sure. In a snowstorm, you know. In a no snowstorm. And bright and early Sunday morning, as we were all having our bacon, in comes in comes John with a truck and on the trailer, a really good SC400, except for the giant pole-shaped dent in the front bumper where it wrapped itself around something, and they got that SC to fire up. We got almost another 10 whole laps out of it before it ended up on the trailer. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to say that uh, 
the the best prediction of the weekend happened in Lemons Tech. Jay is uh, BS teching or regular teching the LS, and he looks at John. S C. Sorry, S C. Sorry, I don't know what Lexus is. The he's he's he says, is this the old Speedy Cop car? And he goes, yeah. And he says, well, you know, this thing is going to be horrible and blah, 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 blah. And John says, no, no, it's going to be great. We really went through it. And he says, son, this car has been in lemons a lot longer than you have. And it has broken more hearts than you could possibly imagine. Is that what he said? He didn't say son. I kind of added that. But that was the tone. Oh, my God. He said this. He said this car has broken more hearts than you could possibly imagine. That's awesome. And I think he gave him B0. I'm not sure. Yeah, he he did. only did what what twenty laps or something. Yeah. yeah. And Jeff, yes. here here's the easy way for Lexuses. It's an SC400. That's a sport coupe. Oh. An there LS you go. is a luxury sedan. Luxury sedan. Oh. Yeah, very good. Who this cares? Is, this, this is a bit of a side note, but I'm going to throw this out there for our listeners and post up on our Facebook page if this has ever happened to you. So they got towed in, and it's a big, heavy car, and this thing is actually having some issues. Yeah, and I, I see the fingers up there. I'm frozen on the screen, but I'm, I'm I'm acknowledging the time. So the tow truck driver brings them in. And now I don't want to cast anything disparaging on the road Atlanta hired out guys because they were hustling all weekend with snow and ice and just lemons races, people being stupid. They were working. But the tow strap broke. And the guy tells John that he owes him $100 in cash for this tow strap. Wow. To what to John says, um, no, no, I don't. You know, he said, well, you didn't keep it taught, which he actually did. He was trying to keep this car taught. They've got pictures of him keeping it taught. And the guy was like, I want a hundred dollars cash right now. Cash or check. Well, a, it's not 1984. No one writes a check. And he says, I write lots of checks. He says, he says, I can, I can go and give you a card. And we ended up in headquarters arguing about this. Chris, you've got something about that. Well, yeah, we were there. The guy was actually, the tow truck driver was very aggressive about this. It was not as, um, yes, yes, sir. Your, your charge is a hundred dollars for this, please review cash or check payment thank you very much it was you owe me a hundred bucks cash now you broke my strap cash now it, that's it and, and, and he was very aggressive a, about the whole thing and so and john, john, asked, shit, right, john asked me and i said shitty. right i said i've never heard of that before it doesn't seem right to me so be it yeah yeah we all kind of chimed in saying do not pay that dude a hundred dollars I have no you problem know. throwing a little shade. It was Wade towing out of somewhere in Georgia. It was a white Dodge Ram. Guy was shady as can be. Never heard of that before. No one else had the problem. John was John was hard on the brakes and that's the car coming down that steep hill. Yeah, this this janky ass tow strap the guy had just for whatever reason broke and so be it. Even if John rolled over it a bit, uh, okay. Yeah, Cost that, of doing business, right? So we end up we end up in the head like we're the operations section and and the guy turns to us and goes this is not my problem go someplace else and I look it up and like the the the, the most expensive tow strap I could find was sixty dollars and and <laughs> so he, they said go talk to Jay and we're like okay we'll go talk to Jay and what now John to his credit said hey I'll I'll drop ship it off of Amazon and send it to you. And he was like, no, it's got to be a $100 strap because that's how much they cost. And John was like, well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to take the $60 strap, sell it to you for $90, and make you a hero in your company. But these are your choices. And the guy got in his truck and drove off because I think he realized the shakedown wasn't working. Oh, my goodness. If you've ever had anything like that happen to you, throw something on our Facebook page because I've I've been doing this for a long time, and I've never heard of that. Yeah. We're – we're, we're getting a little long here, so I'm going to throw something in and totally say we'll skip the other parts of my section to the rest of the crew here. But 
We did once have a hundred dollar charge in a lemons paddock when we dented <laughs> the wall of well, we the, totally the garage didn't do that. at, at uh, was Connecticut, right? Thompson. Thompson, Thompson, Connecticut. Who was driving? And uh, I was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I'm pretty sure that weekend I also crashed the lemons car into your truck. Now that was the next yeah. race. That was the next race. I can't remember. That as well. It's, it's, it's been there's, there's been three nice several consecutive races. My truck has gotten crashed into by not me from our team. <laughs> did one though. But but no, we, the the track manager asked for a hundred dollars, and one of our teammates, who shall be remain nameless, Dan, um, paid him a hundred dollars, and Is- I. Do. Well, was it was it the same kind of aggressiveness, or was it like, mm-hmm. look, dude, you blew no. this? It, it no. was not as aggressive, and we de- genuinely did dent the corner dent of the garage. The their brand new garage right. at their brand new racetrack. So, yeah, I, t- I totally did. Um, just a safety tip out there, everyone: only one person yells instructions to the guy pulling in the race car, or, <laughs> or only listen anyway, to the one person you trust. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we can do the RX update next week. Let's just move on yep. to uh, the next part of the show. Hell sweeter but terrible. Hell sweeter but terrible. Go for it, uh, Jeff. I guess I, this is mine here too. So we all know that I have a giant black, twenty foot, you know, uh, nose trailer in my yard. My neighbors hate it. They've called the township on me on several other crap that I have laying around. Um, <laughs> I, I, the it's question not the is, that gets it called, Jeff. The, it's the question is, called. I have now done all of the uh, Christmas decorating. I have lights all over my house. Should I put lights? On the giant 20-foot Vino's trailer that sits in front of my house. Do I make that I, more festive or does that draw more attention I want to, to I it? Want to go, I want to go first because I am the resident redneck of the team. So you know where my vote goes. Of course you do. Duh. Please. <laughs> and and make sure somewhere in there there's a big number three. See, nice. I think it has to be appropriate. Like a, a Santa in a race car inflatable on the top of the trailer. Oh, that'd be cute. Oh, there you go. Ooh. I kind of like that idea. So, so if well you make played. it theme, it's festive. Yeah. I was thinking <laughs> small um, uh, fake tree. That's what I'm thinking. Small fake tree on top? Yeah. Well, I, I do. When, when we used to have the open half magic trailer, which will someday be mentals, I actually had an inflatable penguin. Two weeks. In a Santa hat, sitting in the driver's seat because it was an open cockpit. I thought that was festive. Um, well, uh, did anybody else think it was festive? I, I have no idea. Our dishwashing fairy, Steve, who, <laughs> who we saw for about fifteen minutes this weekend, um, did at one point because he's he's super into Christmas decorations. That's his thing. And oh, he does a thing. Where he like programs it to go with a radio station oh, yeah. nearby. Yeah, he and is. he has like a whole truck that he like well, got no, just. For, that's what I was no? getting into in this house here oh, in Pennsylvania. He bought a janky because they're all janky Bradley GT with no engine because that's all Ooh. all Bradley GTs. I think it was like two hundred bucks. <laughs> and he set it up in his front yard and he put um, like like halogen outdoor spotlights in the headlights and something else in the taillights and put a bow on the roof and lit it up and that was part of his display it was like a matchbox car oh nice Out of, but it was it was a 200 hundred dollar bradley gt oh my god nice. a bradley gt how come that, that didn't end up in our uh paddock i don't know because we back all here. know how awful they are yeah maybe back we could have motored that thing Back here, in, we could have put like a Warburg setup in there. But back here in Georgia, he was trying to buy a, a bumper car too, and the Craigslist guy flaked on it. But he was going to do the same thing. 
Bumper cars are extremely expensive, so they're a good catch if you can catch <laughs> Otherwise, them. Otherwise, we would have one as a paddock vehicle by now. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. All right, so what is it, so what is the vote? Christmas lights or no Christmas lights? Around the table, I, go. Yes. The right decoration, yes. Not just some lights on it. Chrissy? The worst thing you can possibly think of, add it to it. <laughs> really, really ugly decorations. All right, all right. Go, all, go week, big or go home. Got a little by the end of the weekend, expect okay. pictures on the on the ER1 Facebook page. Can't wait. All right, so so now do we have time for everyone's favorite segment? Well, everyone's favorite disappointing segment? We always do. It's just, just the, the tip. tip. Why did it's we quick. get to a it's... pigs in space thing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So this is a quick one. Reckless decorating. Really? Yeah, it's a thing. So it, it's serious, and there are a lot of people that are just hurting themselves while decorating. And Jeff, you might be in there. It's very easy to do so. So at least 240 people a day are going to emergency rooms for falling off ladders, getting cut, getting burned, all the stuff, trying to have a great holiday, which is really silly. How do you so, injure yourself? How do you burn yourself doing? I don't know. This is crazy. No, falling off ladders, I totally understand. <laughs> well, I think that's what a lot of it is, is a lot of it's when you're rushing and trying to do stuff, trying to get done. You're like, okay, you put all your decorations up and then you get down and you stand on the sidewalk and you say, wow, this is great stuff. What am I doing? Oh, wait, that thing on the roof is a little bit to the right or it's falling down. Let me go up there. And they're rushing and they're falling off the roof and like breaking your pelvis. So, and all of this is information from uh, an NPR segment. I have to... Uh, Give them a shout out. Oh, um, we're all NPR nerds. That's a we are. second NPR reference in this show. Oh, cool. okay. So, well, it, that's true. That's like reckless decorating. That's why they thought it was funny because it's like, who thinks of that? But I feel like that's also a lemony thing. Hey, nothing goes together like crappy race cars and NPR. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Wait, sure. When you're done racing them. You donate them. You donate your car to international public radio. Towing you your car away production. and selling it. Exactly. All right. Actually, so back- we did we did listen once in a actual lemons race. We have listened to NPR because <laughs> when Spank had his stock Prius with the coexist, we, <laughs> we were we were out there running the stock Prius. I think I think it was the time of the crisis in Crimea. So we were all listening to. <laughs> Well, that's a riveting topic. Yes. Let me yeah. tell you. Yeah. Well, in, was... in a future show topic, so we're just going to throw that little nugget out there. But you're going to have to download all of them to figure out which one. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so back to um, don't rush. Is when you're when you're putting up decorations, you're trying to get it in, especially when it's as cold as it is in the uh, northeast. It is cold. You're trying to hurry. Don't you know? Don't slow it down. Don't rush. Yeah. Got it. Excellent. Anybody have anything else for the good of the order? I go for the next. Now, Jeff, can you do the credits, or do you need me to? Just go with without the theme. Hang guys, the audio is audio is skipping there. Because we don't edit. That's all right. We're good now. Yeah, our audio is skipping a little bit there, so we missed a whole bunch of things people said. But we're just going to roll into the credits and be done with it. Absolutely. So thanks for downloading us. 
Let Metal shut up. Thanks for downloading us. We hope you enjoyed this week's edition of Everyone Racers with tons of technical difficulties. We hope you'll join <laughs> us in the world of driving, racing, and building because everyone can be a racer, even you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe with the button on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have questions or want to give us some show ideas, drop us a comment on our Facebook page, Everyone it's Racers. Texas. That's what everyone else does. Or like our race team Facebook, Three Pedal Mafia Lemons Race Team. If you'd like to help the us best. produce the show, number one. donate to the cause at patreon.com slash everyone racers. We promise we won't buy more Christmas lights to add to our trailers. Thanks again, and until next week, keep the shiny side up, unless that shiny side is a hastily decorated Christmas tree, and then just keep the wheels down. See y'all next week. We promise week. we'll be right next week. Bye. Because we are the champions of the world. Of the world. <laughs>